He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined, as always, on this fine Thursday late morning, your time, late-ish afternoon, my time, mid-afternoon, I guess, my time. Aaron, how early you doing, after, Early afternoon, your time? Like, late, is it like mid? No, I was going to say late, but it's only 1245. So it's yeah, like that's early afternoon, afternoon, your time. Literally, it's in the name, afternoon. It is 45 minutes afternoon. It is that afternoon, yes. That does yeah. not qualify as late in the afternoon. It is 45 minutes afternoon. Yeah, all right. That's, that's um, but we just got, we just, I'm, I'm well, thank you. But we just got a huge Woj bomb. Big Woj bomb. Uh, would you like to read it or would you like, should I, should I do the honors? Uh, Detroit Bojan Bogdanovic, forward, season Boyan. debut looming as soon as Saturday Versus the Cavs for you know the how you know how Detroit I know Pistons, Pistons who have lost 15 games in a row. <laughs> uh, that'll turn everything around. Yep. Um, you know how I know that he's going to be a Laker. Okay. How? Because he didn't make his debut against the Lakers. Oh. Like he's doing the solid. You know. So hey, this is, I'll save. This is, I'll save their yeah. season, but we. I also don't want you to be the first team that that loses to them because I come back. So I'm fascinated by this. Obviously, I'm closely connected with the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. But I am fascinated by, so I don't have these, like, I, I didn't obviously didn't grow up in LA. I didn't grow up a Lakers fan. So I have these, I have a different perspective on some of it, I guess. So the Lakers fan thing that like everybody comes to the Lakers and three point shooters can't make shots anymore. And that everybody comes back from injury to play against the Lakers thing that Lakers fans have. I don't have. So I think it's, I'm fascinated by it. So I, that's right, like, let's, you're, this was an offshoot of it, right? Bogdanovich didn't come back against the Lakers. So that must mean, <laughs> that must mean that he, he is dying to be a Laker. That's how you know he's going to be a Laker because he did not want to take one game. Uh, he did not want to have a, a one game loss for the Lakers where he came back and was responsible for it because he knows mm-hmm. he's going to the Lakers in the future is kind of what exactly. you're going with. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's a combination there. No, I mean, it's completely reasonable. I had this surgery um, done over the offseason where um, a surgeon actually fitted my, my head for tinfoil. So it is just mm-hmm. always there. I've told you out. many, many times, tinfoil had Anthony is my favorite Anthony. <laughs> um, all right, let's look at those in order. All right, everybody comes back against the Lakers. Stars do. like No, it's just, it's the, just factually inaccurate. It, it is doesn't. factually correct. It is okay. like true. Right. Okay. Um, and so like, that's part of it. It's like, like, cause stars, cause usually when stars are playing against the Lakers, especially on good teams, it's going to be a nationally televised game. So normally those games, like, you know, those guys do want to be back there for, they want to play on those stages. Right. So I think that's, that's what's going into that. Last year was hilarious. Like even I am. And, and it was funny because the ways that, um, a season is going really mm-hmm. impact your outlook on that trend, right? So if the Lakers were Absolutely. playing well last year, I would have been like, hell yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun game. Let's bring that challenge, all that stuff. But 
while Russ was still a Laker, I was like, come on, man, you couldn't return a game later, <laughs> you know? Uh, so <laughs> that's funny. And then, and then, so the other one, all right, the next one, um, players forget how to shoot when they get to the Lakers. That is also very true. Malik Beasley is having the shooting season of his life. Lonnie Walker is, you know, the human torch out there in Brooklyn right now. Torian Prince made three or four three-pointers yesterday, and he lit the world on fire. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, look at this go. Um, so I think that's a, a real thing. And, you know, so maybe at least for the perception of things, yeah. employ a shooting coach, like, you know, he's – just a, just a thought. Yeah. I mean, there was a shooting coach. You know what? Never mind. But he wasn't so much shooting coach as he was like fake PR person. <laughs> Given how much he was. He yeah, was the, yeah, the DMs. DMs yeah, the DMs were so, so <laughs> was troubling. That was. Uh, I won't name names, but if you know, you know. That was troubling. Um. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of confirmation bias in both of those things. Um but especially with the everybody returns against the Lakers, except when they don't. And when they don't, we just forget about it. And when they do, it's, see, I told you, everybody wants to play. What I will say, though, what, what I do think is is accurate. I need somebody and who doesn't have kids to go back and check this. Like, Zane is really good at this stuff for Silver Screen. He wrote the shooting thing for, for, for us back when I was there. We need somebody to go back through and check that, everybody comes back against the Lakers or, or like, yeah, but, how, but, yeah, but what if they came play. back? Like, how do you figure what is, what if they came back the game before or two games before or the game after or two games after? Well, like, like where, where, after, what is the cut? What is the cutoff for? They didn't go. They only came back because it was the Lakers. Like what is, we, we need a, uh, we, we need some like guidelines to this. We need we guidelines. All right, we'll come up with those guidelines and we'll yeah. and we'll get the interns on it. Um, one, once we get interns. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So. What I will say though is I do agree with this, and True and I have talked about this a lot. Um, is that I do believe that generally uh, the Lakers get other teams' best shot. You know, like there is something about playing against the Lakers for teams. I mean, that's also true of playing against, at this point, playing against the Bucks, playing against the Nuggets, playing against the Celtics, playing against the Warriors. So, But there's something like historical about the Lakers because the Lakers are the Lakers. So I do think that people get up, like teams in general, not individual players, but also individual players. But like I do think there is something, there's a little extra juice about playing the Lakers. So I do think that the Lakers get a better effort in aggregate than other teams which also features guys being available coming back <laughs> yeah combined with the uh, lakers guys not being able to shoot world so you, what you're telling you me honestly... is if is it what you're telling me is if if uh if steph curry came to the lakers he would turn into a 32 percent three-point shooter is what you're well, telling I, me? i'm i'm like legitimately curious like what the extents to this this trend would go because like i Aaron, you have to acknowledge that guys have you had Reggie Bullock come to the Lakers. He became a walking brick. Wayne Ellington, last time we saw him, wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire. Carmelo Anthony had a great opening to the season, but then really yeah, fell off he, over the Mello course made of that like year. 18 of his first 19 in Staples Center. It was wild. Yeah. Uh, LA Staples Mellow was a thing. Staples yeah. Mellow was actually better than Hoodie Mellow. Um, you had you had uh 
let's see. Oh yeah, Malik Beasley last year was 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 pretty bad. Malik did not shoot three. it well last year, and he's he's as you you went through that we went through the numbers last week. He had a terrible start to the season in Milwaukee, but he shot it well since. Yeah. Uh, Danny Green had some some downturns over the course of his time to where I mean, fine, but DG washed. has not made a jumper since he left the Lakers either. We broke him permanently. Um, the <laughs> we've we've talked a lot about Tori and Prince. I am legitimately curious. I will travel to the ends. Uh, Mike Muscala, thank you. Look at the look at the comment section. Like yeah. just coming with it. <laughs> Danny Green, Mike Muscala. Like I. I <laughs> Give me yeah, Muscala did not. On YouTube. Mike was not. Although, have I said this on? Eh, I got to be careful about this. Have I said this on the? So, right after Magic traded for Muscala, we were. This is maybe a week. I like or two how you later. say Magic and not we. Like not no, 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 normally. Like ma- no, that was that was a Magic. That was when when the Lakers do good stuff. It's like you know we pulled that off together. In this case, Magic Johnson we, traded no, 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 Ivica no. Zubots. say magic production there um so shortly thereafter we uh we are in new york see i I say that like when it's the travel part of it i say we because i like in there so and we go to the museum of modern art in new york Actually, I think I told this. I think I told this on All Access Lakers the other day. But we, uh, so we're in the Museum of Modern Art. It's me, uh, some of the trainers. Uh, Mark Madsen put it together. He put the trip together. Uh, Miles Simon, Miles Simon's wife, uh, Fox Isaiah Fox, who was an assistant at the time. A few other people go. And Muscala like comes just pulls me aside and goes. Uh, uh, let me tell you, can I, let me talk to you about something. And I go, okay. Yeah, I don't know this dude. <laughs> like really, he's, he's been with the team for maybe a week, probably not even. Mm-hmm. And so he and I have no like relationship at this point. I don't really know the <laughs> he's dude. Like, hey man, why I, do I suck all of a sudden? What, like, what, no, he goes, what's going I on? think I'm done. And I go, what? And he goes, oh my yeah, God. I think I'm, I'm going <laughs> to retire. And I was like, you're what? Like at the end of the year, and he goes, "No, maybe now." No, I'm, I'm thinking about it now. I go, "Hey, man, what?" <laughs> I mean, he's played since, right? He's played every year For like since. Multiple and he's, years. He's played. Yes, like, correct. Three years after like, the fact. And it, it wasn't like it wasn't because you know anything with the Lakers that had nothing to do with it. It was just like he was considering <laughs> at the time he got traded. At the time Magic traded for him, he apparently was considering retirement. I am clipping a, nothing about the Lakers. He just didn't feel like playing basketball anymore. It looked like it. Watch him play. It was like, yeah, that guy doesn't like this anymore. It did not. Go, it did not go particularly well. It did not go well. I am clipping this. That is going to be the preview of the show. Like that don't is going that out on please on the socials. That, that is. Please don't. Please don't do that to me. Please do not do that. Please don't do that. That would not be good. Please don't do that. I really that was for the, that was for the people too. that uh, that was for the live for the live people on YouTube and for uh, the people that listen back to uh, to the feed the podcast. I, I feed. really hope that like Muscala sees it too. Don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. 
what would be the funnier response if he's like, yeah, being a Laker sucked. Like that was just, you guys are really. No, it had nothing to do with, it had nothing to do with the Lakers. He just was like, not feeling like hooping anymore. (laughs) Like magic. Did we not like, there was no research done. Like we didn't talk to anybody about this. (laughs) Yeah, no, he was. Aaron, he makes three pointers and he's tall. And that's the end. <laughs> the end of discussion. Yeah. Also, JaVale McGee hates Savita Zubats because it was <laughs> wait, what? Remember, like that was like no, I don't know. I was, don't know this. That was reported to be part of it. Was that like JaVale was starting to mope because Zoo was outplaying him and was taking his starters minutes, and Magic felt like he had to get Zoo out of there so that they could get a better version of JaVale. And then they, he just got the worst version of both of those guys, and Zoo eventually became a starting level, um, you know, a starting level center. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh-huh. <laughs> so what I noticed, actually, I was going to say this earlier, what I noticed when I listen back to our show, I'm vain enough that I listen back to uh, to our shows. I can't do it. I hate I hate my voice. So what I noticed was I was muting my mic on my actual microphone. Yeah. And you know, coughing and clearing my throat and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just came through. It didn't mute it at all. So from now on, I know it's made I have me to wonder it. actually if you're coming through your mic. Interesting. Interesting. Let's look. All right. Well, while you do that, we're gonna yeah, go, go ahead and, we start and talking talk about, about what yes, we're gonna talk about. Yeah, what we're yes. gonna talk about today. And actually, we have a super comment from Jason Kelly on the subject that we are gonna be hitting on today. Jason writes in AD and Darwin both seem way too passive in game. Darwin and Missoula both need a person on staff with veto power that can call a timeout. Thanks. Thank you, Jason. Um uh, yeah, the, 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 I think I found the that's better now. Wow, look at that. Yeah. So you haven't been on all this time. For some reason, we picked that. Yeah, set. yeah. Now, now, now we'll be good. Now yeah. We'll now, if you cough, here. you can actually hit that button, and it would do something. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Waited to hit the button. Of course. <laughs> did it work though? Did, did it you work? You coughed, and then you hit the button after. You yeah, but it. did it cut my cough in the middle? That's what I wanted to find out. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Now I know I'm good. Okay. Or you could have like pantomimed coughing, and it would have really worked, right? You could have been like. Yeah, but then, but we we needed a we needed to stress test. That it. We wrong. needed to actually see if it would. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. So I apologize are, uh... to all the listeners last week because apparently my <laughs> uh... for the last few weeks. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. It was the uh, <laughs> my camera. Forever. I did not. I didn't know my camera. My webcam <laughs> was and not the microphone was uh, was was picking up the sound. So now we should be. Good. Um. D and uh John the 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 site will eventually pick up. Aaron's volume and it'll it'll equalize itself. That's what uh, Streamyard does. That's what I'm paying the big bucks for. Oh, good. Anyway, um, yeah, or you could turn up your game. One or the other. Aaron. I can do. I so, can do both. So well, we are we are going to talk today about Darvin Ham, and we are after tonight. The Lakers yes. will be a quarter of the way through the season. That sounded better. Um, the Lakers will be a quarter of the way through the season. And uh, this is the time that coaching staffs usually kind of start to look back on with the data sample. I know the Lakers will use the excuse of injuries to maybe not do this as much, but normally teams will uh, look at what has gone right, what has gone wrong, mm-hmm. and, and start to really kind of examine the things that they need to tweak here 
Um, this was as of last night, and I'll just read. I have to find the stats here again. They're also in my notes. Oh, here we go. All right. So this was as of three o'clock yesterday. So this is before before the game yesterday. Before yesterday's game, and honestly, we shouldn't take yesterday's game into account. I mean, the, the Pistons yeah. are the most garbage team I have seen in in quite some time. I, I not like not like you know talent they, wise, they, but like I just think like culturally, the they they're just they're just wholly unserious. Yeah. All right. Uh, four stats per one hundred possessions that are starting to make me nervous as we near the quarter mark. The Lakers are attempting twenty four point two free throws per. 100 possessions which is 10th mm-hmm. in the league right they're above mm-hmm. average that's fine mm-hmm. but it isn't consistent with the pace that they were at and i'm not expecting them to like lap the field in the way that they were um when they went on their run last year but like i think you do need to be a little higher when you take into account these next things they are attempting 28.8 three point uh three pointers per 100 possessions Again, that might have gone up after last night because they were they were really pulling from deep last night because the Pistons weren't guarding anybody. Um, that is the fewest in the league, and they are making 32.7% of them, which is the 28th worst in the league. They're um, also not generating extra possessions for themselves by way of offensive It's not rebound. the 28th, by the way. It's not the 28th worst. It's the third worst. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always get... 28th kinda... worst sounds pretty good. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, it's bad. How about that? It's bad. In free throw percentage, yeah. It's bad. Um, they are 29th in the number of offensive rebounds that they are grabbing per game, and that's with Anthony Davis and LeBron James on their team. They are grabbing eight offensive rebounds per game, and they are turning the ball over 15 times per game. That is the eighth most in the NBA per mm-hmm. 100 possessions. Um, so, like, that profile would indicate to me that a lot has to change, right? To quote LeBron James after the Philadelphia game, a lot has to change here. And, you know, they are now 20 games into this. And I kind of want to, we'll start macro and we'll kind of work our way in. Mm-hmm. Aaron, I want you to like, how do you feel about Darvin Ham as a basketball coach? Now that we have watched him for, if you combine the playoffs and the beginning of the season, like a season and a half, I would say. Um. I think it's been up and down with Darwin. Um, I think that, so Darwin has a thing where he believes, and I tend to agree with him that he believes like if the vibes are bad, if the communication is bad, if the relationships are bad, um, the rest of it doesn't matter. And so he, he does excel at that. Um, The X's and O's part of it, it has been up and down. I think, um, I didn't like the defensive game plan um, in Philly. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because again, the, the Pistons are just so unserious. I don't, I don't think there's anything to take from it. No. Um, I think it's uh, up and down, I think is the best way to describe it or describe his tenure so far. To be fair, he weathered a two and 10 storm and the Lakers made the conference finals last year. So that also has to go on his record positively. But I I think it's been up and down, which is reasonable for any coach, but especially somebody who's doing it for the first time. I am, you mentioned a bunch of stats. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the offense. So 
you said that you know the Lakers. Can we, can we I, I'm going to add this because yeah. I think this is a fair point from Jason Kelly. Also, this isn't a five out roster. Um, I I I would tend to agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it is. I think it was implemented to try to give AD and LeBron more space going to the rim. Um, and it hasn't. It has not worked. AD again is like a, a zero as a shooter. I, I think AD is shoot. Honestly, I, I uh, Pete on LFR had these numbers the other day, but I think AD is shooting like thirty percent from outside of the paint, which is just like it just like that. It's it AD is a complete zero as a shooter, which it's crazy. is crazy, which is problematic. Um, LeBron has had a good bounce back year as a shooter, but other teams, uh, uh, a defense is going to, if LeBron is going to shoot a three, other teams are going to say, thank you. Even though they, they're going in presently, that feels like a win for the defense because LeBron throughout his career, and even still has been able to get bully his way to the rim just about whenever he wants. And so even though they're going in presently, the league doesn't view LeBron as a shooter. The league says, go for it really the only shooter that the Lakers have at this point feels like D'Lo and D'Lo obviously went off last night, but the only shooter that Austin is maybe getting there, but D'Lo is the guy that other teams are afraid of shooting the ball. And he's the only one. So I am, I am worried about the offense. Um, You, uh, you mentioned a bunch of numbers, the defense the Lakers lead the league in fewest uh, free throws allowed. Mm -hmm. And last year, as you mentioned, it was basically like lapping the field because they were so far ahead in free throw shot and, and were so far ahead in free throws allowed that it was like, it was silliness. The defense of free, the free throw, the fouling on defense has been similar. It's that the Lakers are not getting to the line at all. And not that they're not getting compared to last year they're not getting to the line at all and you know how in in you're obviously you're a football fan you know they say like there's the hidden yardage in in football right there's like the special teams you know you don't return yards and all the hidden yardage in basketball that is free throws that's offensive rebounds which you mentioned the lakers don't get any i have a theory i have a theory about that we can get into if why if you want to but so like all the little hidden stuff, the extra possessions, the free throws, the um, the offensive rebounds, the Lakers have struggled with those things. And the injuries are a thing, but the, 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 the difficult part about it is the injuries are a thing. The guys that have been out are defensive guys and the Lakers defense mm-hmm. has been fine. So yeah. the injury excuse doesn't really fly for me because like, Vando's a minus on offense. Um, Gabe, his he's a point of attack guy. You know, he can shoot it sometimes, maybe. You know, he's a decent three-point shooter. But he's more of a defensive guy than an offensive guy. Cam, who's been out some here and there, is more of a defensive guy than an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. And the defense is held up because of AD. The defense is held up during these times. The offense just isn't good enough. And the guys that have been out, are not offensive guys. So I do have like in a macro sense, I have concern that the Lakers can score enough points to win games against teams that matter. 
And that's essentially how it's played out, right? Like, you know, they have a couple good wins that you kind of looked at and you said that's a solid win here and there. But they've also been boat raced three different times by better teams, you know, and and they were not they um, were boat raced by Houston and Houston is not better than them. Well, I mean, like, like compared to the rest of the teams that they've played, I think Houston was one of the better teams that they've played. The Lakers schedule has not been exceedingly difficult so far. I, I would it looked like that. it was going to be pretty rough, but then some of the teams that we thought were going to be tougher games were, have, have, you know, the Warriors hasn't played out that way. So, um, yeah, I, the Lakers I have think, played the Warriors. Didn't they? Did I miss the Lakers playing the Warriors? Did I In preseason? Yes. I mean, Phoenix has been Phoenix is probably yeah. I would say at Phoenix in the in the first game of the uh, in season tournament feels like the mm-hmm. Lakers' best win because Phoenix has been in Cleveland pretty good in Cleveland, yeah, yeah, Cleveland and Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland has been a disappointment so far, but I think Cleveland is good. That's yeah, yeah that's and they, didn't, they had they only had Garland for like half of the game, right? He only played fourteen minutes in that one. Memphis is terrible, terrible. Memphis is yeah, Memphis is terrible. This is yeah. awful. We talked about like, you know, Raj and I talked about them last night and um you know the 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 culture stuff really sticks out to me. You had Marcus Smart there saying like this is embarrassing. We have to have some pride. The fans are paying money to go see us. Hilariously, they're paying four dollars to get into that building. Um, but they're like, but he's like trying to get everybody going, and then like you the the, the camera kind of like zooms out a little bit. You see Jaron Jackson just kind of like yeah, you tell him, Marcus. Good stuff, bud. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be. I mean, look, the West in general is not as like at the top is not as good as we thought. Denver, but looks there's a lot of depth. But... I mean, but Denver's been losing a bunch of games too. Well, they didn't have Jamal Murray for a month. I sure, but that 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 counts too, right? Like if the, like if the Lakers if the Lakers didn't have one of LeBron or AD for a month, they'd be in. Phoenix is right there and Phoenix has Phoenix's three guys haven't played together yet. So yeah. My Um, my point though, is that like, I agree that Frank Vogel is a better coach than Darvin Ham. I I'm I'm glad that we all, I love Frank. Frank is my guy and I love Frank, but I I did not say that. That's you can go (laughs) ahead and I'm just going to sip unnamed cognac. You can say whatever (laughs) you want. It's your show. But I, on the other hand, did not say that. My point is though about Memphis is, I think they're kind of waiting for Jaw to come back, and I guess they're maybe twenty games in too. So it's, but they might be buried. It might be just too late. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're just too far gone at this point, and they don't. Yeah. And Stephen Adams being out has, and Brandon Clark being out has has again has not done them any favors. Um, I so my stance on Ham Macro is I think he does a very 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 good job maintain like getting and maintaining buy-in from all of his roster when mm-hmm. it times to when it comes time to call on them right mm-hmm. um and i don't want to do like the lazy thing here and say black guy is a good players coach because i think we get way too much of that um there are some things tactically and strategically that i like right like i i do think it like heading into a season I would be hypocritical if I said that the notion of getting LeBron and AD more space is a worthwhile endeavor. I, mm-hmm. I I agree with that going into a season. What we've learned, I think, over the course of that season is, um, well, the shooters that they were going to rely on forgot how to shoot in ways that would have spaced the floor for them. 
Um, and even had they sh maintained their typical shooting levels, I don't know that they would have done so at enough volume to actually generate more space for LeBron and AD because defenses, I think, are just never going to allow more space for LeBron and AD. That's that, that is points one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, I mean, seven, not unless, 11 not unless on guarding LeBron a, and AD teams. Yeah, as, as we talked about last week, not unless you have a five alarm fire shooter. Yeah. And like, you know, none of the guys that the Lakers have are that, you know? No. Um, so I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, if I'm, if I am to criticize Darwin on that endeavor, I also, I also have to acknowledge that that is something that I have been calling for too. I just don't know that the Lakers have ever employed a shooter good enough to do that kind of a thing. Right. And those shooters are really difficult to come by. So, you know? so to be fair, though, and I, I, I'm going to keep letting you cook because mm -hmm. I think you're making a good point. But to be fair to Darvin, is that on him or is that on the roster? Well, yeah, I mean, like, that's where it's tough, because if you would have just told me that, like, Torian Prince shot 40-ish percent on three-pointers yeah. for, his, for his career... I'd be like, cool, yeah, go get that guy. That makes yeah, sense. And we just watched, and we just watched Gabe Vincent shoot ten thousand percent in the playoffs from three. Yeah, I that one was tough because I was always a little nervous with Gabe, and I said this at the time too, so I can actually be consistent when I say this. It's like that is not the shooter he has been for the entirety of his career. That was no, an but the same. I mean, no, but the same is true. Um, huh, Lebroni has been cleared for a full return. That's good. Um, no, that's that's true, but we also just watched Rui do it, and everybody was excited about Rui uh, shooting a billion percent in the playoffs. I also and said that about him, too. I said that, like, if, if Rui and if Gabe and if Reeves aren't the shooters that they were in the postseason, the Lakers were going to struggle from deep. And guess what, man? <laughs> I mean, look... Le LeBron is I, I hate it career. when I'm not LeBron is shooting like, a career best and the Lakers are still struggling from three. Yeah. The, the, the best shooter that the Lakers acquired this year was LeBron. <laughs> he is such a, he's an, he's just an alien. He's unbelievable. LeBron's just an um, alien. But like the problem with LeBron shooting well from three is that it doesn't really generate space. Cause the person that you would want to generate that space for is LeBron. Right. And he has the ball again. It feels like for defenses, it feels like you're getting left off. You like you're getting left off the hook if uh, let not left let off the hook if LeBron certainly shoots late in games. That's for damn sure, right? That one three that he shoots every close game, where you know he did it against uh, Dallas, right? Uh, where yeah. you you weren't on that you weren't on that call with us, right? Against Dallas? No, I was in. I was at the game. Uh, on, right, uh, right on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, it was they, the last game. The uh, yeah, when he shot that one, he gets Kyrie in isolation and he fires up a, a three pointer there. That one hurt my soul with like 15 seconds. I was like, Hell yeah, you got the switch. What your shoot, your shoot? Oh, okay, please go in. Nope, didn't go in. Shit. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I, so I wanted to, you know, start with the positives with, with Ham. I think he, he, he gets and maintains buy in just about as good as any. Like that, I think, frankly, that's the knock against Frank Vogel, right? Was that he wasn't able to get or maintain that buy-in from various players, most notably Russell Westbrook. Um, so I think that is a factor here that needs to be considered. Tactically, 
he's okay. I would say, I'd say he's like a, a little below average in, in, in terms of tactics going into games, I would say. Um, and then in game coaching, that's where I find myself scratching my head a lot because the adjustments take way too long, right? Tyrese Maxey is hitting four, three pointers in the first quarter and you're still backing way off of him. And I'm like, Hey, that should have been on your, on your, on your, <laughs> on the whiteboard there. Don't let that guy shoot. <laughs> he's I mean, uh, 37%, simple, but yes, I mean, he's also like probably the fastest player in the league with the ball in his hand. So yeah. he's going to beat you downhill too, which is why I'd he's rather scoring 28 a night. Yeah. Um, I, so I have, uh, so, but like the, the, the timeout thing, right? Like, I don't know how many long runs we have watched that like, you know, somebody asked me, I was trying to figure out how to do it, like to how to do this whole show with my hands in my pockets. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it just it doesn't show, like you, all you can see is from here and I'm not standing. Yeah, up. You could stand up and do it. Yeah. But, and I am wearing pants. I, but, but why, huh? Why, why this time? Oh, I love sweatpants. I love yeah, sweatpants. Why are you wearing sweatpants. pants this time? That's unusual. <laughs> We are in, in sweatpants weather. It's my favorite time of year. Um, really quickly, as we got another uh, super yeah, comment, shouts to John here. Thank uh, Anthony. Glad to see you back. Been following you since the lockdown Lakers days with Harrison and Lakers outsiders with Gary and Jacob. Man, Lakers Who are outsiders. Gary and was, Jacob. Was I like time. that. Who that? That's a, he goes back with you. He's following yeah. your content for a minute. I don't. I remember I leaving Lakers outsiders for Lake uh, lockdown Lakers. That was a. That was a hilarious episode actually if i remember correctly but um all right so yeah i i, I think the in-game stuff is what i get the most nervous about with darvin that is the part of it that i'm just like you know i <laughs> the timeouts really concern me and i actually got into a back and forth on this with um with the kamenetsky brothers on twitter right i think it was mm -hmm. brian who was saying like we're not even positive that timeouts do anything necessarily to cut off momentum in it. And if you don't really believe in momentum, which a lot of people don't, right? Like mm -hmm. the analytics community doesn't believe in momentum and, and, true. and all of that, then like, I guess maybe from that vantage point, it doesn't help. I do believe in momentum. I, I you know, I, I think one of the real blind spots for, um, for the anal analytics community is if analytics don't, define something they just believe it doesn't exist uh and i i you know that is something that i, I just will flat out just yeah that's on. one of that that momentum and uh it's the hot hand theory the hot hand know, um it's just things that nobody's figured out how to quantify yet so yeah yeah i agree it doesn't mean it doesn't exist there's just no way to measure it so there's right at, at this point there's no way to tell but like if every other great coach in the history of basketball understands that sometimes you have to call a timeout to stem the tide a little bit, I, I'm going to go ahead and roll with the vast majority. I of, mean, of sure, but basketball minds. Sure. But I, I know that's an appeal to, to authority and most, I mean, sure, policy, but, but sure. But Phil wasn't calling timeout. I mean, he did though. People, occasionally people have different, have people have different coaches have different thoughts on this sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. I have been frustrated at times this season with Darvin not using timeouts. Um, which one was it? Was who I think it was, it was a game what, that we were watching together. Yeah, I don't, was it on the, it must have been on this road trip 
It was uh, a twenty to two run that the yeah, opposing was team it? took that he didn't break up games. until the three minute timeout. Yes. The, so the I was timeout. I was frustrated by um I was frustrated by that. Um uh, I well, uh, wasn't Cleveland. Who was in between Cleveland and Detroit? It was oh Philly. Yeah. It was Philly that I was frustrated with Yeah, uh, basically ended the game. Yeah, with him not like it was yeah. There's been and, and this is not it's not the first time. I've been frustrated by him not using timeouts. I haven't spoken yeah. to him about it, so I don't know. Look, Darwin Darwin is a bright guy, and um he nothing that he's doing is by accident. I always say that about LeBron, right? Nothing by accident. So there is a reason why he's doing what he's doing. I just don't know what it is. And there's been times that I've been frustrated. Like it's time for a timeout. Is he know the more though, times like, that I'm frustrated? It's not that like no timeout. Usually it's like, I think you should have used one, two possessions earlier than you used one yeah. is generally my frustration, but like, and that's like, it a doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right either. Like. You know, um, <clears throat> the the other thing I like that this this comment made me laugh from uh, Jesse Cannon. So I think Jesse had his caps lock set, but he hit shift on the P and, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. is lowercase and Hilly is all the rest of it. <laughs> um, that was the game, though, that, that we're talking about. Yes. The rotations also are a thing that um, and some of his lineup combinations are, I think, another cause for concern with. um with watching games at Darwin coaches. Right. And I tweeted the stat out the other day and I've sent it to a, a bunch of people um, in and around the league that that four man combination that the Lakers were leaning on most during last year's playoffs, right? LeBron, uh, AD, Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. They haven't played enough through 20 games of a season to register as a four man lineup on NBA.com. And like, yeah, you can point to. Wait, are you, are right? you telling me they've played zero minutes together? Because if they've played together, they're they'll be on there. I, they are. If you go through NBA.com four man lineup data, they do not show up. Have they not played a single minute together? That can't be right. Now I'm, now mean, I'm gonna. I, now I gotta look. But um, I, 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 I'll pull up the tweet. I'll pull up so, the tweet. So, I'll, I'll so, the link too. so this that is the one area. So I agree with you. I don't know that the lineups. You know, I've had some questions about about combinations also, but I do think that's the one area. And again, as I said earlier, I do not give the Lakers any grace on the injury thing, like the offense and injury thing. As far as lineup combinations and figuring out who plays with whom, um, that is where I think the injuries have had some impact. And so mm -hmm. there, I give a little grace there. I do not give any grace for the offensive performance due to injuries. But just the combinations of guys in lineup data and lineup combinations, I give them a little grace there. But if Austin and Rui and AD and LeBron have not played a minute together, that's interesting. I'd, it's going to turn uh, me into if, the Joker, is what it's going to do. Like I'm, I'm going to lose my effing mind if if it continues. Because again, like the whole point of a regular season is to get important lineups, reps, and that's your most important four man combination. I would argue. Right, like, <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I would say it's probably at least going into the year, it was probably uh, you put D'Lo in for Rui. I mean, there was a there was a consideration for for Rui starting for that to be the five man group, but I would I would say D'Lo, Austin, AD, and LeBron was kind of the four man group going into the year, and then it was who's going to play, who's going to be the fifth guy. 
was kind of a question. Rui yeah. Vando Torian. But I, I no, I'm looking right now and I'm going to be, they have to have played together. <laughs> they had, they just have to have, this is also the problem with and the, the lineup data and NBA.com is that you can't, search by player name so you just have to scroll you have to scroll and you have to scroll and you have to scroll yeah, and you're going to keep scrolling and guess what and it's gonna just come not up? gonna it's just not gonna be there is what you're telling me you're gonna have to talk for like an hour because it's gonna take me forever to <laughs> this there's not that many four-man lineup combinations which is also insane that they yeah, by, by the way yes there are <laughs> but all right so as as aaron finds that um i also have a an issue with you know, in trying to implement a brand new offensive system when continuity was going to be a strong suit of this season uh, heading into it, right? At media day, every single player, uh, especially those who are returning from 292 four-man combinations for the Lakers, by the way. Yeah, and uh, you know which one isn't one of them? But but so, like, we, uh, uh, you know, we we listened on media day, LeBron, AD, Austin, D'Lo, Rui, Vando, on down the line of how like excited they were to bring back the core of a team that was at in, in the Western Conference Finals last year and yes. how excited they were to build on that continuity. But when you implement a brand new offensive system in the way that Darvin Ham is trying to, that throws a lot of that continuity out the window. Like that, that it's just everybody at that point arrives at square one. And there goes, I think, quite possibly the biggest advantage that the Lakers had coming into the season. So you combine that with like that, the best lineup from that playoff run, not playing a minute together in AD LeBron Reeves and Rui. Um, and like all of that momentum has kind of flown. It, it, it has gone unused. And at this point, I'm not even positive. You could like refine momentum like that, you know, Unless you just scrap five out and you and you go back to the identity that you had last year in the playoffs, which I think there's there's a a some value to potentially trying. Aaron, if you're this far down the list, I'm no 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 no. no. I had to no because I'm not gonna like actually just scroll through and search. So I, I had to, uh, I'm, I mean, you want me to be honest with you? I had to uh, remember how to spell Rui's last name. <laughs> Type it in so we could do we could find it. Uh, no, and no it's not okay. there no it's not on the first that group is not on the first page we'll keep it. <laughs> but isn't that the point it's ranked by minutes play no together. i ranked it i did rank it by minutes um so, and if yeah, it's not no, it's on the not. first page it's not on the first <laughs> either page, I, my point is objectively true it's not or true page. in all sense of the word it's not <laughs> it's not on the first page okay <laughs> Uh, nope. Let's see on the second page here. We're <laughs> on the second page. We're like scrolling down the second page. Um, nope. Mm. And I think Jason Kelly brings up a, a good point here, right? With Braun at 38, it's championship or failure, uh, you know, in, in a season heading into this. And, and, you know, that's where I get a little nervous with the Lakers employing a rookie head coach in the way that they did last year. You know, you're hoping that that guy learns a ton on the job in order to, you know, not be a hindrance to what the Lakers are trying to do. Because isn't 
essentially that's all you look for from coaches. A lot, right? a lot of Rui on the third page here, but um, <laughs> not that four man group that you yeah. pointed out. Um, now, I'm like, not looking. I'm okay. How about this? I'm not going to look anymore, but we are down to, let's see how many guys minutes? who have played like three minutes together. Or we are down like to, I mean, your point stands because I'm on page three and that's the, we're down to 17 minutes. So if Total. they have played together, it is less than 17 minutes, which mm -hmm. seems like, I mean, to be fair, Rui has missed a fair amount of time, but it seems like not a Still. lot. Yeah, no, um, what you're saying is fair. But I, I, I don't know. I come coming into last season. I was nervous about employing a rookie head coach because it is, you have LeBron James on the team and you're asking LeBron to trust a rookie head coach and look to Darwin's credit. He has, I think, maintained pretty good buy-in. Oh, wait. No, I found him. Okay. How many, how many minutes have they, they played? They played 12 minutes. 12. Okay. They played, they played one game. No, excuse me. Three games. 12 minutes. Uh, what's, the, what's the numbers on, on them? Uh, they have a 104 offensive rating yeah. and a 126.1 defensive rating for mm -hmm. a negative 21.9 net rating. Yeah. I would say they, they should probably get some more reps to, to, to iron some of that stuff out. Personally, I, you know, my stance, 12 minutes, it, you know, 12 minutes. I'm not an NBA head coach, you but personally, that is something that I would probably focus on. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think all of this comes together and I think, look, I think Ham is like a, an okay to fine NBA head coach, right? I don't mm -hmm. think he's terrible. Um, I don't think you can fire him at this point because there are, there aren't other head coaches available who would oh, step fire in. Him for, he just went to the, the Lakers just went to the Western conference finals. I'm, I'm and not making are, the case to fire him. I'm not yeah, firing but you're him. like, I don't think you can fire him. Is that, why is that even a consideration? I'm just saying like, you well, qualified I, it with there's nobody else I would rather have. No, you just don't. He went to the Western conference finals and the Lakers mm -hmm. are off to a good start. Eh, okay. I'd say like, okay. Did you expect okay. this team to be 21 and Oh, at this point with the roster? See, but this is the thing that like you and Trudell were doing the other day on all access Lakers, where like, if I point out any criticism, I get painted as if I'm saying the sky is falling, but like, really like there are, there are valid criticisms. No, no, there are, so yes, yes. There are valid criticisms. Absolutely. I think the Lakers, uh, there have been places where, again, I said, I'm concerned about the offense. Yeah, in a macro sense, and, just and the lineup and... combinations. <laughs> no, you said that. I said, I said, you I scrolled I... four pages to yeah, find yeah. four <laughs> and no, and that and that combination has been terrible. That foursome has been awful. So therefore, you don't play them. No, like... I you I didn't bring that up. You brought it up. I just wanted to see because you said they don't appear on the list at all. No, I am surprised that. Again, I think, I think I registered it. I put it as like 15 minutes or, or more. So I should have not. I should have. They have not played 15 it. minutes together yet. And mm -hmm. I, to be fair, they've only played together in three games. Rui's been out some, but they've only played yeah. together three games. And if you told me by game 20 that that group would have played 12 minutes together. I mean, Rui's missed whatever. I don't know how many games Rui's missed, seven or eight games, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, he hasn't missed so much that those guys shouldn't have played together. I would have expected more. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't has LeBron. I don't think LeBron's missed a game yet, has he? AD missed one in Houston. 
I don't. And I think Austin, LeBron I missed think one. Missed I think LeBron. I think LeBron missed one. So I think Austin has played in all of them. AD and LeBron have both missed one, and Rui has missed a handful. But I, I would agree with you that I am surprised that twelve minutes in three games is is how much that lineup has played together. And if you put D'Lo in, I didn't look at this, and I'm not going to look at this, but there was a case that 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 should have the, been the starting group. Yes. And so or the closing group, if those guys have only played four together four uh, excuse me, three games in, in 12 minutes, those four, if you add D'Lo, it, it, it may be none. Probably I don't know. Them. Especially mm-hmm. because now, now that D'Lo and Austin have been kind of split up some, so it may be, they may not have played together. And there was a case to be made that that was the Lakers best group, maybe, or going into the year, it might've been the most talented. The it's the most, most like it. That's talented. the most talent that you could put on the floor at any time, right? I mean, and that was like no. That, I mean, look, I'm Austin is better. Glad. Austin is just plainly better than than Cam. But like, as far as a talent from a talent perspective, Cam is probably more talented than Austin. Austin's better at basketball, but Cam is probably more talented. I, I think that's a distinct or uh, what is it? A distinction, a distinction without, without a difference. difference. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I think that like. You know, last year when I was losing my mind at how many tiny people he wanted to play at the same time, um, the I watched, response was... I, I watched some Willy Wonka last night. <laughs> Darwin <laughs> just loves Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Willy Wonka's my favorite movie, by the way. The the original, right? Yeah. Yeah, that I will always, not watch always... a second of anything else. Are you going to watch... You're still not going to watch the new one with Timothy no. Chalamet? No. The... That one and the uh, uh, who's the dude that played the pirate guy? Yeah, those the both the middle. Mm-hmm. No, I am not watching. The um, I, if so it ain't Gene I, Wilder, I'm not it in. It Look, Gene Wilder is a legend. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. But I will like so the, the the knock that I had last year was you're overlooking, you know, like the parameters that a lineup has to hit in order to be a functional NBA lineup, right? There are like, you have to be at least this tall to ride the rides in the NBA. And the, and the, Lakers, the Lakers were not this tall. They did not have the collective inches for yeah. the ride, is what you're saying? <laughs> and last year, last year, your response to that was always, well, he's playing his his most talented guys he's getting his 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 me, like it just so happened that all let, of their no, best let me, players let me, were, let me be were clear. like five ten no, let me be clear five ten <laughs> just just a team full of isaiah thomases uh let me be clear i said that you know not clear let me be specific i said that i think darvin got into a bad habit of because the best guys at the beginning of the year were little guys. Most of his best players were little guys. I thought he got into a bad habit of depending on little guys and relying on little guys or relatively little guys. And I think he did not break away from that even as the roster changed. It was a criticism of Darvin I had last year. I understood it at the beginning because, frankly, like Lonnie and Pat Bev and, and mm-hmm. Schroeder and Russ were like the best guys early mm-hmm. in the year. So I understood it, but as the roster changed, I don't think he leaned on bigger guys enough because I think he just got very used to playing small. Well, I um, think the five out system leans heavily on perimeter guys, and I don't think he needed to do that with this roster. I just think like he, 
I, look, I think we can say at this point that he views the game ideologically a certain way. He he wants skill out there. He wants creativity out there. And, you know, in my opinion, he leans a little too heavily in that in that direction. And, so, and like, uh, yes, but that's also oh, a LeBron thing, right? That's also a LeBron. No, you're like shaking your head, but I'm telling you that is a LeBron. Thing. No, I, I get it. But like, you know. <laughs> At a certain point, the coach has to coach. Like, you know, he's got a yeah, job. That, yeah, that's fair. No, again, I, um, I I told you I didn't think he did a good job with that last year. When but like, what I was going to say though is, what I was going to say though is, is you know, to extend your your explanation for why he played, you know, tiny people as often as he did earlier in the season. Just a little to <laughs> to, to go to is roll with. Tiny people to roll with the Munchkin man, Munchkin man lineup is often these, these are like five <laughs> inches taller than you, and you're calling them tiny, hey, tiny people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, like, in order to to play that group as often as he was, um, and that was that being the explanation was he was just getting as much NBA talent on the court as he could at, at one time. Um, well his NBA, like he hasn't played his most NBA talented lineup to this point. And that just doesn't, that doesn't, you're, you're talking about this my season. mind. Yeah. This season, like if, if, if the argument last year for approaching it the way that he did was getting as much talent on the court as he could, regardless of size, then this year, okay, do that same thing. Except this year, that lineup actually fits. We saw okay, it so fit let me, in, okay, in, the, so, in the playoffs. Okay. I, and that is a fair criticism, but that's like, a slight distortion of what I'm saying. Not, I'm not saying you're like doing it purposefully. My point was he, he recognized that he's, he's a brand new head coach, right? And he recognized that the best dudes he had were to use your terminology, tiny people last year. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think he got stuck playing his best guys. I think he got stuck playing guys that were small last year yeah. because when he started yeah, his best guys were tiny people a certain way to use your and, yeah. and then he got stuck it wasn't it started as i'm playing my best guys and my best guys are small and then when the best guys weren't as small anymore in my opinion he still played too many small guys last year yeah and so i don't think it was like specifically about playing the best i think it started as playing the best guys but i don't think that's how it finished i think it got he got kind of stuck playing probably smaller than he should have and again, some of that is on LeBron because LeBron has, for if you agree with it or disagree with it, that it's a good strategy. And by the way, I don't agree with it, but LeBron has made it clear in the organization that he wants, and this, by the way, this goes back to magic. Like he yeah. wants some help um, with creation, ball the grand handling. experiment. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, some of that is on LeBron also. And I can assure you, LeBron has a large voice in the organization and with Darwin. So, you know, some of it is playing too small, in my opinion, because LeBron wants some help not having to create offense. The push and pull, though, then becomes when it really matters, you know, late game situations. LeBron's going, he'll say, I want some help, like doing these things. And then in practice he doesn't necessarily want as much help as he thinks yeah so every married that is, that's man a, can that's relate. A challenge every married man can relate where like jen will say hey babe can you help me with this thing really quick and then i'll start doing it but i won't do it to exactly the way that she wants she's like oh stop it i'll i, I got right. this myself you know like every, every right, married right, man right. 
can somebody posted i saw on ig i don't know what movie it was but it's uh who's the girl from uh uh friends is it jennifer aniston yeah, yeah yeah and dude from wedding crashers the, the white dude from wedding crash oh they're both white dudes in wedding crashers they're in a movie together one of the, the vince vaughn is actually you know it's vince vaughn i met him at a lakers game he is he's like six foot He's incredibly nice, by the way. I talked to yeah. him. He came to a Lakers game, sat next to me, and brought, uh, I think, his wife and his two kids. And he was incredibly kind. It was, it was, it was a good time. Anyway, so Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, I think, is her name, are in a movie, and it was he's like playing video games on the couch, and she's like, "I did all this stuff. Like, could you help me clean up?" And he goes, "Like, all right, fine." And she gets mad at him because. He didn't suggest he wanted to do the dishes or something. He's like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to do the dishes. I want you to want to help me. So yes, that is uh yeah. I don't I don't know what we've we've got breakup. Oh, it's a breakup. There you go. So I've never seen that shockingly. Uh so I guess LeBron is in that right, the old married couple mode of he want he thinks he wants help doing some things, but then if he's not thrilled about how his partner the help is, is doing those things yeah. that he has to take over. And by the way, he's still LeBron James. So maybe he should just take over the whole time in the I mean, championship year. Case. He led the NBA in assists. Yeah. Um, let's, let's wrap up here then. And, and I think kind of take inventory on, on Darwin. And again, I would say that he's like a fine to okay coach. I don't think I, I do think some of his habits can hurt you a little bit. Um, some of the game planning stuff and some of the rotation stuff, like going into it, I think you might be playing at a bit of a deficit because of some of his approach to the game. But I think that is also made up for how great he is at like, you know, when it comes time to make an adjustment, guys are ready to execute that adjustment because they are ready to go. And so he this believes is the, the in his guys and the way that he does. The difficult part for Darwin as you are like, examining how good you were doing an autopsy on his uh you know what he's like as a coach the difficult part for darvin is biopsy i'm not like he's not yeah yeah i'm not saying you yes he's not he's not gone yes (laughs) um the difficult part you do an autopsy on frank if you want but we you know kind of leave my guy leave my guy frank alone hey he's doing a good job in phoenix leave my guy alone. um i think the difficult part as it relates to this as we're kind of just like kind of figuring out what kind of coach Darwin is from the outside is that the places he is strongest are not things that you see every day. The mm-hmm. parts where, you know, you can see you're not, you, Oh, I would have used a timeout there. Or why is this rotation like yeah. that? Or why is this game plan this and not this? And that, by the way, I mean, of course that is coaching, right? That, that is coaching, but there is much more to coaching than just that. And, the people part of it and the the personality, ego management, the buy-in, as you suggested, all of that are areas in which Darwin excels and those matter, but you can't say there's nothing to, there's no like net rating on how well everybody likes coming to work and gets along and buys in. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to grab this um, conversation that Raj and I were having in DMs and, Raj, sorry, I'm I'm airing your DMs on the show. You're putting you're putting Raj DMs out. Yeah, yeah. I've had to talk I, to Raj. I had to. I had. I've had to talk to Raj that we can see. Everybody can see his likes on Twitter. We've had this mm-hmm. conversation before. So you're gonna All do right. you're gonna do Raj dirty again? No, I think he he comes off fine in here. 
So we'll see how well it pops up on the screen because it is a it it doesn't really fit the window perfectly. But this okay. is uh, this is a back and forth that we were having. So Raj writes, sure, but other than uh, Spo slash Pop, there's no real perfect coach out there. I, I would argue Pop is not perfect anymore. Uh, he just outdueled Steve Kerr, who I also don't think is particularly great anymore. Steve Kerr, want to see what he Kerr's does with go. the full <laughs> with with the full availability of wings? And I joked, yeah, you need to see which of whom he see he plays at center. Um, but I think you're mostly right. But fans are always going to blame the coach first because they're the easiest to get rid of. Raj writes for sure, and he's not blameless. These games where AD just isn't engaged or LeBron doesn't play defense, I don't know how much to change uh, to charge that to the coach. And I said exactly, those guys aren't going anywhere though, so it has to be someone else's fault. And Raj finishes, why doesn't he get more credit for the Cam Reddish stuff? And I said, well, we just I want to see that stick a little bit longer. Um, but like. This is this, I guess I, I should have made this earlier in the show. This is kind of like, you know, KYP, know your personnel mm -hmm. in that, like, at this point, we know the way that LeBron is going to approach the early season. Right. And again, I'm not blaming for him for doing this, but he eases himself, especially defensively into seasons. And he kind of, he, he works himself into, a, you know, better shape over the course of the year. And then by the time the playoffs go, he wants to be at his absolute best, right? That's the, the perfectly logical way to do things. And this is where I would like for Darwin to, to understand personnel a little bit better, because if you know that going in and you know that teams, you know, basically undertake the personalities of their stars, mm -hmm. then I think more effort needs to be placed on holding guys accountable when they coast in the way that LeBron coast yeah but the, and, uh, but okay sorry go ahead finish well no i i was just going to finish by saying like you know i don't know how that would even look i don't know how those conversations even go that wouldn't come off as lebron gets to do these things you have to do these things um but like you also have to understand reality of course lebron can't make every single rotation defensively he's carrying the the, the burden of the offense for the, the majority of the game so it does come on it does fall to Torian Prince to grab a rebound that doesn't hit him in the face. It does like come to, you know, this is why Cam Reddish has really stood out because he plays with high motor out there. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, those guys don't play with high motors on D5 sounded super Minnesotan there, there, but they, but they, you know, those guys have to, um, the high motor like, Fargo. Anthony is not my favorite. Yeah. Anthony, that's <laughs> but, not Minnesota, but it's that's the area of the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I look at I look at you know what what I would like for Darwin to kind of focus on, and and some of the frustrations that that you know most consistently strike me watching this Lakers team, and a lot of it has to do with motor, and I think it's because they are kind of an extension of the personality that that a, that LeBron brings to the table, and um you know that's where I think Darwin needs to find a way to get through to these guys that like you guys can't play that way, right? Like you, you got so yeah here's my pushback though is that i and this goes back to the conversation we were having i don't know half an hour ago or something is that the offense has been the problem the defense has been largely fine well motor is also offensive rebounds motor is yeah, also fine oh setting so screens said, and making okay so content i said okay so let's i i said i was gonna talk spots i said i would talk about this later oh yeah go ahead and i will the offensive rebounding thing and you can disagree with the directive, 
but the offensive rebounding, the lack of offensive rebounds for the Lakers is purposeful because the Lakers last year and still again this year have been so bad in transition defense. It has been the worst part of the Lakers defense. The Lakers have been mm-hmm. terrible in transition. Um, so there has been, I was going to say, I think, but I'm not going to tell you, I think, I know there has been a directive to forego offensive rebounds in service of getting back and in service of not, is that or not is being not, so bad. Is that in not directed at AD? Is it what? Is that, or is that not directed at AD? Like specifically? Because not, he, no, 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 not specifically. No, he's certainly a part of it, but not specifically. No. Well, cause like the reason the Lakers are so bad in transition is because sometimes he loves back down on defense and that teams is attack one, the Lakers when AD is the, not there. That is one of the reasons. Like it's smart on the other parts of the other team. And again, this is where like, I, I kind of get it from AD's perspective. He has to play so hard every second that he's, that he's on defense. that Like even I would be like, oh, all right, let's go. <laughs> this sucks. So I, I do like, here's okay. So like we're getting into it, but here's another, um, here's another part of it is that I think that is part of the, reason for trying five out offensively um, is because that means there are going to be times where AD is farther from the rim. You're, you are, if you play five out, you're going to give up offensive. I mean, you're going, you are giving up offensive rebounding mm-hmm. at least somewhat, but it also meant, it also means that sometimes AD is going to be out on the perimeter and then is going to be the first guy back. If AD is the first guy back in transition, then your transition defense is going to be good because AD is just the best defensive player in the world. Just like, yeah, period. So I think that's part of the, like, that's part of the five out feels offensive. feels kind of galaxy brainy. Am I? It feels, it, it feels. That, no, no, it, but it, it, maybe it feels brainy. that way, but I'm telling you like, that is part of it. Like, no, no, no. I, I, I understand why, you know, but like another approach to being, or, or having the transition defense not impact you in the way that it might normally is to, really crash the boards and make it so that you create a couple extra possessions for yourself rather than try to get back. So and, I'm also, and, I'm also you know. interested to see what that looks like and what the decisions are as far as pursuing offensive rebounds when Vando is back, because frankly, that's probably the best part of his offensive game is crashing glass. So look, I mean, if, if you are trying to offensive rebound and if, you start Vando and LeBron and AD in the front court, you're, you probably should be a good offensive rebounding team. And, you know, I talked about the, the hidden yardage in the NFL or in, in college football and just in football in general. So that is one of the, that's the hidden yardage in the NBA is free throws and offensive glass. So I'm interested to see if that directive is a little different um, when, when Vando is back because Vando's, a damn good offensive rebounder. And Frank, again, like, frankly, it's probably the only thing he's good at offensively. So, um, so I think that will be interesting, but as of right now, the Lakers have been told that or not told. That's not the Lakers have the, the, the Lakers scheme. The Lakers game plan is to not attack the offensive glass because they're afraid of giving yeah. up too much in transition. So, it's it's a it's a balance thing. Yeah, you know? it's a, it's, right. It, it's a push and pull. Yes, it is. It is yeah. a give and take. Yes. All right. Well, I, I I've had fun. This has been therapeutic. 
Um, for those of you who enjoyed this, back and <laughs> therapeutic forth, after a 148 point win last night. <laughs> the Pistons are terrible. The Pistons are unserious. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's but so we are because OKC is you, very serious. Yeah. Well, glad you brought that up because if you've enjoyed Aaron and my uh, back and forth here, and you enjoy more of that stuff, or you want more of that stuff, or the back and forth that Raj and I have uh, on on post game shows. Or if you like, if you want new dynamics, because uh, you have you haven't heard Shub's voice on this feed, and you haven't heard Rome's voice on this feed, um, we have an absolute blast calling these games on All Access Lakers. That is All Access Lakers dot or no, let's see, playback dot TV slash All Access Lakers on uh, on the computer, and then you can download the the Watch Playback app uh, on iOS, and then come find us all access Lakers. And we do a bunch of this, watch games together. True. And I do uh pregame shows. We do off days. We do games. We do giveaways. We do all kinds of stuff. So it's fun. Yeah. Come, come join the community. That link is that link is there. Create an account, subscribe to the account or to su- subscribe to the channel there and, and come uh, watch games with us. It's a fun Oh, lately because the games have been taking place so early. My kids have actually been on the feed. Yes. So guys- <laughs> yes. Although you're going to make whoever mad of bringing up yeah, that one, that one dude is like, yeah. God, <laughs> so many kids. So many kids. So many kids. On that note, I'm going to go spend some more time with my kids before the game. Aaron, this has been a blast. We will talk to everybody soon. Um, I, as soon as right after tonight's game to, uh, to, to figure out what just happened. I do not have high hopes. Hope I'm wrong, though. We'll talk to you soon. Go Niners. Beat the Eagles.